Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time. Our time. Those weekend golf guys' time. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith in the golf cave, Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. A show of shows today. Stellar and luminary personalities with us. We have, yeah. of course, us, Jeff and I. Yeah, well, what, what more do we really need? We don't, but we went out and got two more people anyhow. <laughs> yeah, we cool have. <laughs> we have Mark Sweeney, who is the man that sat down one night in the middle of the night, got bored, and invented the aim point aiming system. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> this guy just had a green reading system just pop out of his brain, and it's magical. Just like... Oh, well, I'm bored. What can I do? You know, it's just one of those genius type guys whose mind is always filled with numbers and thinking of things. And this is what it happens. And another guy who is a genius in his own right is uh, not only that, but is, is being recognized as the best golf architect in Latin America. And one of the up and coming <laughs> young architects, he's only been in the business for 22 years, you know, but August, <laughs> yeah. Augustine Pisa. We'll be uh, talking to us live from Mexico City, I believe. You know, we're, we're going to have to lean on him a little bit, John. We'll get him on the air. <laughs> we, we need to get down there and play some golf on some of his golf courses. He yeah. gets a pull. He, and he's got some beautiful courses, too. And we're going to talk about that. And um, and he is a piece of work and a great personality. And, and Mark Sweeney is pretty interesting, too, for a genius. You know, yeah. you'd think he'd be boring to talk to, but... But he's not. He's actually pretty funny. And aim, he is. And aim point, that's that's what if you watch the Masters, you saw uh, DJ's brother Austin prior to every putt straddling the putt line and holding up fingers and doing weird gyrations and things. Yes. And, and um, multiple fingers. Don't think that it's yes. just one. No, it wasn't just Well, sometimes it's just yeah. one, but it's not that one when it's just one. So anyhow. That's aim point. We're going to explain that. We're going to explain what it's like to design a beautiful golf course. And we're going to probably uh, answer some questions you have about golf in general, because that's what we do. Are you going to stick around? I'm going to stick around. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'll be here. All right. And then something else, too, very out of character for me. I played golf last week. I broke 80, and I'm not going to talk about it. There you go. Well, you're, what? You're not going to talk about you breaking 80? Broke 80. I'm not going to talk about it. We'll be yeah. right back and not talk okay. about me breaking 80. This is Weekend Golf Guys. Don't you move. I have a crash course into home title theft, and you better pray this never happens to you because it can ruin you financially. Here's how the crime happens. The legal titles to our homes are all kept online where they can be hacked. A cyber thief finds your home's title, forges your signature on a quit-claim deed stating that you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home until your equity is gone. You won't know it until the collection calls start coming in. You're not protected by insurance, by your bank, or by common identity theft programs. Home title lock protects you, though. And in the unlikely event you become a victim of title theft while a member... Home Title Lock will spend up to a quarter million dollars in legal fees to help restore your home's title. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. 30 free days of protection with code RADIO. 
Do you have any brands that you're loyal to? I know I do. Mack Weldon is is like my go-to brand for clothes these days. Socks, shirts, underwear. I mean, that fits right, and it's the most comfortable stuff I've ever put on. That first pair of lounging pants I got, and it was like, oh, my. And then everything consistently fit well and was so comfortable. And now I'm loyal to Mack Weldon, and they are loyal to me. And they will be to you, too. They've created a totally free loyalty program. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life once you reach Level 2 by spending just $200. Well, Mack Weldon then gives you 20% off every order for the next year. But if you want 20% off your first order... Well, just visit MacWeldon.com slash weekend and enter the promo code weekend. Okay, that's 20% off your first order at MacWeldon.com slash weekend. MacWeldon.com slash weekend. 20% off your first order. Thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He's Jeff Smith, Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana, at the Timbergate Golf Course, and uh, with us uh, in the in the guest lounge, Mark Sweeney. Is that the green room? No, no, no. He's out of the green room. He's 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 now in the in the hot seat. This I'm in, I'm in the Florida facility in the guest lounge there. <laughs> yes, in, in the satellite offices, the satellite right. studios in Florida. Uh, Mark, first off, thanks for joining us here on those weekend golf guys. Now, Mark, Mark is a putting teacher and does other golf stuff. I just want to kind of set the stage for you here because I'm sure we all watched the Masters this past weekend, right? And whenever DJ was out there on the green, his caddy slash brother would always stand a little bit in front of the ball, put his feet on either side of the line and move around a little bit. And Mark, what the heck was he doing? Uh, he, well, he was doing aim point green reading and mm-hmm. he was just feeling slope. Uh, you know, the nice thing about Augusta is the slopes tend to be a little bit steeper than average. So it's pretty easy to feel uh, visually it can be very tough out there because you've got the hills and mounding and, and uh, some great obstacle illusions. But if you stand over your, the line of your putt, you'll feel very clearly which way it goes and the nice thing about Augusta, regardless of all the rumors out there, every ball breaks exactly like it's supposed to break, <laughs> meaning there's no, you know, there's no effect where it should break left, but Race Creek is right, and therefore it breaks right. It just doesn't happen out there. So if you get over your putts and you and you trust your feel, uh, it gets super effective out there. So then any time a ball goes in the wrong direction, it's a misread. Uh, it's either misread or wind. Okay. Or occasionally, some sometimes grain can make it do that, but not at Augusta. You know, it's not going to happen out there. Yeah, because so, it's like glass. Mark, but- as as I watched, right, I, I was paying close attention to a lot of things because I've I've watched DJ and his brother do an awful lot of the aim point reads. Interestingly enough, I I thought as, as I watched, I didn't see any French reads going on, but I did <laughs> see an awful lot of an awful lot of other things. But as you as you've taught a lot of golf pros in the country. Because you founded Aimpoint Technologies, it was based on your work uh, with um, with Augusta National and, and how that's being those lines that are shown on the screen. How did all that come about, and how did you teach people based upon what what you came up with there? Well, yeah, well, interestingly enough, Augusta National was my first customer ever for my company. My first paycheck ever came from Augusta National, <laughs> um, and they wanted to use the putt simulation engine, which I had built but hadn't been on TV yet. So I so I built it and patented it in 2003, uh, but it didn't get on t- TV till 2007. So I had gotten to Augusta in like five or six. They took a look at it, 
and they really want to just understand how their greens behaved uh, under different conditions, under different speeds, under different wind conditions. Um, and uh, it works so well. I went out there and did a live demo with them where they tested me on a bunch of putts and said, okay, what does your computer say this putt's going to do? And I never stepped foot on Augusta National before, and everything was right. You know, every, everything calculate was calculated correctly and the break was all right. And so I've worked for them for, you know, 10 or 12 years now or longer, uh, just on the back end for tournament setup and, uh, analyzing their putting conditions and pin positions and things like that. And that eventually that same software went to the golf channel, was on TV for six years on golf channel. And then that slowly evolved into what you see now, which is the express read, which boils all that mathematics down to simply holding up your fingers and getting a correct break amount. That's what I was going to thank you because Mark Sweeney is is the man who developed the Aimpoint putting system, and when you 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 talk about developing that software, there's all kinds of analytics and and statistics and math and numbers and permutations and combinations that go into doing that. But it, like you said, it's been boiled down so that those of us who who flunked math and never could get <laughs> through calculus can still use the concept. Easily. Thank you. Yeah. For that. I mean, I mean, that's the idea. I mean, the, I mean, the computer program works great, but it's a hundred thousand lines of code and it can solve any putt in the world in about three seconds. And that's great for TV, but it's not useful in that format as a, as a player, mm-hmm. you know, cause we can't go out there and use any artificial devices. We can't use computers and laptops and Palm pilot in the old days, Palm pilots, phones. You've got to just use your senses and still come up with a highly accurate read in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we had three seconds for TV, but as a, as a golfer, you've got 20 or 30 seconds maximum to get a read on any putt. And that, that took a while to develop that, but that we eventually figured out a way that, holding up the fingers very, very closely replicates what the computer software would tell you for, for putting, which is kind of mind blowing. If you think about it, it is one, one of the, I don't say argument that uh, Jeff and I have, but one of the concerns, uh, he as an instructor of the aim point system and, and me as a mere mortal slope, I have nothing to base the degree of slope on. I have no you reference don't listen point. to me. <laughs> huh? Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> That's like the most difficult part for for those of <clears throat> us who are not totally familiar with the uh, the subtle nuances of the endpoint system to to try to get a, a good firm grasp of that whole concept. Well, it's it slope is very simple. You have to train it a little bit. You know, you have to be show, you know, a 2% slope is a measured amount of slope and once you learn what a 2% slope feels like, it's the same feeling everywhere in the world and you can't just walk up to a slope and guess what it is without mm-hmm. having some bench, uh, some baselines, right. you know, so the, the very first thing we do in aim point is teach you what a one, two and three and 4% slope feels like. Uh, there's a huge difference between a two and a 4% slope, a massive, massive difference. Um, people think it sounds like it's awfully, you know, close and it'd be hard to differentiate between the two. It's not hard at all. You know, the, the, it gets hard to differentiate between a one and a 1.5, <laughs> you know, but with a little practice, you can get it. And most people do get it after mm-hmm. not a whole lot of practice, frankly, um, but once you get that baseline, reading reading greens is easy because it's the same feeling pretty much everywhere you go in the world, and therefore it's it's reproducible. So it doesn't matter whether you have flat greens or steep greens. The two is a two is a three is a three. You're just trying to get that number, just like a yardage. You know, you get a yardage for every shot. Well, every putt breaks like a number. You're just trying to get that number in ten or fifteen seconds or less, and then holding up your fingers actually gives you a mathematically correct read based mm-hmm. on that amount of side slope. So the system itself is very straightforward. Takes very little training, and um, and I've never met anybody in my life who I've who I've taught who was unable to feel slow. Huh. Well, I I could be your first. 
<laughs> you could be. We'll see. I, I accept the challenge. <laughs> Mark, I've got one of my students here with me, Miss um, Ava Bunker. Um, Ava has um, has won a pretty good number of tournaments this year. So we started working together. And one of the first things first things we did was uh, teach her how to read a green. And um, what has, what's been going on? Nothing much, really. Nothing much, really. Yeah. No. All right. I'll tell her. I'll tell you. Um, she makes a lot of stuff now. She makes a lot of putts because I taught her what feel was because before she was um, <clears throat> guessing and I called her out on her guessing. And next thing you know, um, I taught her how to feel read and then how to put a, a value to that and then how to look at that value and put to the spot on the green. And next thing you know, what's going on, you're making putts and, uh, winning stuff. So all because of the stuff that came out of your head, this one's doing some great putting. It's kind of fun. Good job, Ava. The amazing thing is when you learn how to read greens, when you're young, then you can free up your time and putting to get better at speed control and start line rather than always fumbling around with green reading until you're 40 years old. You know, and it, and it takes a lot. If you just guess, it takes a long time to get good at green reading. A lot of people never, ever get good at green reading. Um, and that's what's so great about juniors learning it is they, they learn it very young. And then they can, you know, you know, 10 years from now, when you're on the LPGA tour, think about how much better your putting will be just because you have a good foundation of green reading now. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's pump. You know what I like about this? Mark knows me so well that not only did he compliment Ava on and tell her where her future is, but he also called out John for not paying attention for an awful long time, huh? all in the same <laughs> sentence. I thought that was fabulous. I think that we ought to record this and that's, blast that's, this out to people. That's skillful there. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely. It. It's also a great way not to get invited back. But anyhow, that's all right. uh, <laughs> and Ava, I mean, with the last name that she has, what other career does she have in store other than golf? Okay. I mean, come on. That's it. That's we, right. We so have, a good golfer's name. That's it. We have with us Mark Sweeney, who is the, uh, I, I guess, the, the developer, um, creator, uh, the Aimpoint system, putting system, and um, that, that fancy schmancy little tracking thing that you see on TV when they tell you where that putt's going to go. And then, and then magically, the good guys actually, their balls actually follow along that very same green little line, which is marvelous to see sometimes and Only when they go in and when they go in he is going mm-hmm. to explain to us further detail how it works and what you can do to try to learn it when we come back so you're going to hang out especially if you can't putt to save your life which is about 98.3 percent of y'all so stick around we'll be right back don't you you know they say golf is a lot like sex and as much as you don't have to be good at them to really enjoy them. But we all still want to get better at golf and better in the bedroom. You want a little performance enhancement in the bedroom? BlueChew.com can help you. At BlueChew.com, you can get the first chewables with the active ingredients of Sodalafil or Tadalafil, which are the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis. BlueChew.com affiliated physicians work with you. They find the dosage and the active ingredient that works best for you, and it only takes a few minutes to connect with that BlueChew.com affiliated physician. And if you're qualified, you get prescribed online quickly. No in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. 
The chewables from BlueChew.com are made in the USA, and you are going to love it. Just chew it and do it, okay? Here's a great deal for you. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code GOLFGUYS. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code GOLFGUYS. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas, and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The worst hour of my week is that hour on Sunday afternoon where my wife sits down and says, Okay, I'm doing grocery list. What do you want to eat? I don't know. How do I know today, Sunday afternoon, what I want to eat on Thursday night? That's why... I love HelloFresh. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store, and it makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, not to mention delicious. We got our first box last week. HelloFresh offers convenient, no-contact delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking. And the recipes we had, easy to follow. Pictures to guide you along the way in case, you know, it's like I'm cooking. I need the pictures. HelloFresh delivers fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned ingredients so you can make the meals that are delicious and nutritious. And they are the first global carbon-neutral meal kit company. So that whole sustainability thing, it's important to you. You need to do business with these folks. And they're flexible. You can easily change your delivery days or your meal plan preferences. You can skip a week whenever you need. And you can do it all right on their app. I need you to do something for me right now. No, I need you to do something for yourself right now. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Weekend90. Use the code Weekend90, and you will get $90 off, including free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Weekend90. HelloFresh.com slash Weekend90. Back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Mark Sweeney, the developer of uh, the Aimpoint uh, and GameForge. That's that's something that you've got behind you there, Mark. Um, what what is that? Yeah, GameForge is uh, something I started with Brian Bailey three or four years ago, where it's basically a performance um, analysis system that looks at your golf game and, and tells you the most efficient way to get better. So <laughs> it tracks you know stats, some traditional stats, but some stats we've come up with ourselves ourselves as coaches that we just couldn't find in typical systems. You know, we, we couldn't get the answers we needed as a coach. So we just kind of started from scratch and said, as a coach, what do we need to know to go tell the player what to work on tomorrow to get to the next level? So it's a really cool system. We've got, we've got loads and loads of uh, colleges in it, uh, tour players, juniors. Um, but the idea is to just simplify all the complexity of, you know, golf is a very multi-dimensional game with lots of different areas, whether it's ball striking or scrambling or putting or penalties or whatever. And it's a way that basically uses AI to, to boil it all down and just tell you as a player, if you want to get from one level to the next, what do you need to go work on? What piece needs to improve? And Jeff, you, uh, you're a firm believer, I understand. Absolutely. You know, here's one thing I know about math guys. They get it right. And so the guys who understand what are we really looking to, to look for and boil it down, they use the math to tell it. But Mark is a, a golf mind at the same time he's really good at the math part. It's mm. kind of weird. Yeah. 
there's a lot of us out there who are good at the golf mind part. We're really lousy at the math part. Well, Mark got blessed with both. So he created this game forge thing and Aimpoint, which is pretty much all math. You know, he's got the right thing. He's got the right questions to ask. He's been around some of the greatest players in the world to understand how they look at the game and what parts need to be looked at and statistical analysis of certain things. Because some things people are working on, Mark's found out, you know, he'll ask players what the heck they're working on and they'll mention it. And he's like, "Eh, that's a waste of time. That's not going (laughs) to affect your score very much. Why don't you get over there and be better at that? You know, I've heard Mark talk about this a handful of times now, and I see some players that could really use this analysis. And all they got to do is input their scores. Isn't that right? The nice thing about GameForge is the most basic version requires 20 inputs per round only. And a typical stats program, if you go and enter every shot is five to 600 data points per round. Mm -hmm. So it takes 15 or 20 minutes. Whereas GameForge, you know, we can profile your game really well with 20 inputs and, and, you know, five of those are score Eagles, birdies, bogeys, and doubles. Right. So there's, there's about 15 other ones high level that we can get a very good profile. Takes one to two minutes to put your data in after each round. Just from that, we can say, okay, here's your obvious gaps. Uh, If you're a junior player and want to play college, here's where you need to improve. If you're a college and want to go to tour, which is what we look at a lot. Here's the gaps you have to close. And if you don't, you cannot survive on tour. And the nice thing is we have so many benchmarks from so many different levels of golf that we know we know what it takes to play on tour. Mm-hmm. And and we know that if somebody comes out of college as a top 10 player, but they're lacking in short game or putting, they're not going to make it on tour with that game, period. End of story. It's not going to happen. And that's that's one of the hardest things to get across to a good amateur is – you know, they think they can just take their same exact game to the tour level and it doesn't, doesn't quite work that way. You got to, you got to fill some, fill some holes there to really get on tour and stay out there. For instance, I mean, what, what kind of data points does it take for you to get that determination of what somebody needs? What do you look well, for? Well, we break, we break your uh, ball striking in green rather than just greens and regulation only. Cause that's, that's a great stat, but it's not enough information. We break that down into what we call proximity circles. So mm-hmm. how many of your greens are inside eight feet? How many are inside 20 feet? How many are inside 40 feet? Gotcha. Right. Okay. Cause if you're hitting 15 greens to 35 feet, you're not going to break par. If you hit 15 greens and 10 of them are inside 20 feet, you should be shooting four under. Right. Okay. So we break that down. Then we break down, um, scrambling proximity also. How many, how many scrambling shots are inside six feet? And then we uh, track how many putts you you make from different distances. So we can back into all that with a very fairly high level of um, detail. And we look at par five scoring because par five scoring and go force is a very, very important metric that a lot of people don't look at. And it's one of the biggest differences between good players on tour and between tour players and college players is how they how they score on par fives. So we, we basically did a statistical analysis that said, ask the ask the program, say, you tell us what stats are important. Mm-hmm. Tell us what stats we need to look at, what stats are not meaningful. And then we built our system around what the computer told us, not not necessarily what we thought as golfers. But, you know, we, we came in with our, our best hypothesis as coaches, but then said, OK, now let's run the numbers and see if that actually holds up. And we'll we'll do what the stats t- say rather than what the you know, what the current uh, popular stats are like um, strokes gained and things like that. You know, I was reading that the Sir Isaac Newton during a pandemic, as a matter of fact, uh, invented calculus. And I always wondered how <laughs> how bored you had to be to invent calculus. I, but, I was actually really bored when I invented Aimpoint. <laughs> that's actually that's actually how Aimpoint came around. I was bored. I was, I was bored out of my that. mind. Uh, what what was the other than being bored? What I mean, you just sit back and think about things, and and this this popped into your head in the middle of the night, or or how did it come about, Mark? Yeah, sometimes it does. Um, usually, it's something that's bothering me that I can't 
that I don't know the answer to. Like for mm -hmm. green reading, I didn't know how to read greens and nobody could teach me. Mm -hmm. And that just for some reason got under my hat and bothered me. And, and I, and I just think about it 24 seven and you wake up one day and the answer's there, you know, and, mm -hmm. st and statistics was the same. Cause I had players where I only taught them putting, they would putt great. And they'd come back and say, well, I shot 74 and my coach says I need to putt better. I didn't know the answer because I didn't know whether they weren't putting well or whether they weren't hitting the ball close enough. Mm -hmm. And so as a putting coach, you have to understand the whole game. Yeah. You have to understand what their ball striking accuracy is. If you want to understand whether they're actually putting well or not, you can't just look at like greens regulation and score and putts per round, even though putts per round is a great metric. It's not just a putting metric. It's also a ball striking metric. Right. And so that really bothered me that I, that I didn't have enough insight into that. And so that started me down the path of saying, I need better insight into a player's game to be able to help them on a bigger level, other than just saying, come and we'll, we'll put around and say your putting's doing, and then off you go. Yeah. One of the first things I told Jeff was I, I needed work on my short game. And he said, no, you, you need work on your approach shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <he's, laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> you know, when, you got, when you've got 18 pitches around, I'm not really sure that pitching is the problem. <laughs> I'm not much on the math, John, but that one seemed to <laughs> that, stick out in my mind. That seems obvious yeah, there. That's, that's easy. <laughs> so, Jeff, you, you are a, a devotee. I guess is the is the right word of the whole system that Mark's designed. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, right. You're you're looking at the right things to look at. You know, wouldn't it be just a waste of time to fill your head or your scorecard or whatever with a whole bunch of statistics that didn't have any bearing on whether you played the game well and scored well enough to make it? One statistic that's always made me nuts, and it was always fairways hit. And you're like, okay, so. What golf course are you playing? Are you actually in the rough or are you two feet off the fairway? And, you know, is it a dog leg? And maybe you busted a drive exactly where you wanted to. It flew exactly how you wanted. And you wound up a foot and a half short of the fairway. But yet you had a perfect lie, a wedge in your hand, and you made a birdie. That stat, in the literal sense of it, doesn't tell you the truth. I'm always that person that questions, is this really the right way to look at this to make the player better? Because you know, the stat literalist would write that down and go, oh, well, that's a missed fairway. I'm like, yeah, but he wasn't behind a tree. He wasn't impeded. He wasn't in a bunker. It didn't harm him in any way. And he still had a, could get a club on it to get there. So I realized that it just couldn't have been that thing alone. It right. couldn't have been just that. It right. couldn't have been like Mark had said, greens and reg. Well, what if he's 80 feet away, still on the green, and the stat literalist would write it down and go, yep, hit another green, must be good ball striker. Yeah. How about the guy who misses the green, but he's only 10 feet away and he's on the fringe or he chips it to two inches and gets it up and down. What's the stats telling you? So I think that there are certain stats that don't tell you the truth. Therefore, they're in my book, they're liars because they don't tell you the, the complete truth. Well, mm -hmm. what Mark's done is taken reality. What is it that's really making you better? And and that's why I like what he's doing here with the Game Forge, because it really steers the player in the right direction instead of letting them waste time. And I think it's really good for all coaches to understand why this one is better, different than the other stuff that, that they could be messing with. Fairways always bothered me also. And when we run the regression on, you know, what stats matter the most, fairways comes up last every time. It's the least predictive stat. If a player said, I hit nine fairways, or they said, I had 27 putts in a round, which one do you think gives you a better indication of score? Well, it's putts per round by a mile over fairways. I mean, pretty much all tour players hit between seven and nine fairways. All of them, top to bottom, they're mm -hmm. between seven and nine fairways. Occasionally, they're higher. Some Rory's a little higher, I think, but he's an outlier. 
but pretty much the whole field is between seven and nine and their scores can be wildly different. So it's just not a good predictor uh, overall. And what's more important is we like to think about uh, golf as offense versus defense. So offense is getting yourself in the birdie position. Well, there's, there's different qualities of birdies, right? Eight feet in is, is like being red zone in football. 20 feet in is like crossing the, the field goal, the field goal range Mm -hmm. and then hitting the green anywhere is like possessing the ball. Yeah. But you might be on the other player's 10-yard line. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. so we need to qualify how what we call quality of greens and regulation. Yeah, you're hitting 14 greens, but what's the quality of them? How many are in the real 20-foot in birdie zone where you're making 90% of your birdies versus how many are outside of that? And sometimes that's a ball striking issue. Sometimes it's a course length issue. And sometimes it's a targeting issue. You know, if you're not hitting it up inside 20 feet, we need to know why. What's causing you not to have enough opportunities inside inside 20 feet? No wonder, Jeff. That the guys mm-hmm. who come to you or the folks who come to you wind up playing so much better. I'm going to have to start listening to you now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, I've learned to hang around all the smart people. <laughs> Mark Sweeney, man, it's, it's, I mean, it's fascinating and the time has gone by, even for people who hate math. I mean, what, what you've done. I'm glad there are people like you in the world, Mark, who can do that stuff <laughs> with the math. So I don't have to, but because I couldn't even if I needed to. But uh, shameless self-promotion. How can people get more information, whether they be a coach trying to learn your system or teach your system or someone just trying to learn the aim point, aiming system? How do they get more information? Uh, yeah, thanks. If you want to learn Aimpoint, uh, aimpointgolf.com has a list of uh, instructors around the world. Uh, we've got instructors in about 44 different countries. And so um, hopefully you can find somebody close by you, but just go on aimpointgolf.com. And then the uh, GameForge, it's mygameforge.com, Gameforge Golf, uh, mygameforge.com. Um, you can sign up there if you want to start keeping uh, stats. Um, again, it's not traditional stats. It's kind of our own set of stats. Very quick, very efficient. And we have thousands and thousands of players between junior golf and PJ Tour. Mark Sweeney, developer of the Aimpoint aiming system of the Game Forge, and uh, just all around smart guy. You know, as we used to say in Boston, he's wicked smart. Wicked smart. And uh, I just want to point out, too, that of that list of Aimpoint instructors, Jeff Smith is, is on it. Probably on there. <laughs> Mark Sweeney, thanks for spending some time with us here on those weekend golf days. I have a crash course into home title theft, and you better pray this never happens to you because it can ruin you financially. Here's how the crime happens. The legal titles to our homes are all kept online where they can be hacked. A cyber thief finds your home's title, forges your signature on a quit claim deed stating that you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home until your equity is gone. You won't know it until the collection calls start coming in. You're not protected by insurance, by your bank, or by common identity theft programs. Home Title Lock protects you, though. And in the unlikely event you become a victim of title theft while a member, Home Title Lock will spend up to a quarter million dollars in legal fees to help restore your home's title. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. 30 free days of protection with code RADIO. Do you have any brands that you're loyal to? I know I do. Mack Weldon is is like my go-to brand for clothes these days. Socks, shirts, underwear. I mean, that fits right, and it's the most comfortable stuff I've ever put on. That first pair of lounging pants I got, and it was like, oh, my. And then everything consistently fit well and was so comfortable. And now I'm loyal to Mack Weldon, and they are loyal to me. And they will be to you, too. They've created a totally free loyalty program. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life. 
once you reach level two by spending just $200. Well, Mack Weldon then gives you 20% off every order for the next year. But if you want 20% off your first order, well, just visit MacWeldon.com slash weekend and enter the promo code weekend. Okay, that's 20% off your first order at MacWeldon.com slash weekend. MacWeldon.com slash weekend. 20% off your first order. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. And thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. And with us, probably in some wonderfully beautiful locale that I probably couldn't pronounce correctly, Augustine Pisa. And Augustine is a golf architect par excellence. And ask anybody and they'll tell you he's probably the best golf architect in Latin America anywhere. And uh, <laughs> we just want to say hello to Augustine. We're going to call you Augie from now on because you said your friends call yes, you that. Please. First off, just welcome to the show and thanks for spending some time with us here on those weekend golf guys. How are you? I love this, John. Thank you very much. I love this. I'm pumped up. I couldn't wait and I'm ready to show. go. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> did you get, John, did you pay him already? <laughs> I thought that was supposed to happen after the show. He's leading off with he loves our show. Well, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, he's yeah. going to ask us for something for free. You never can tell, you know? I've got two quick questions just reading your, your autobiography uh, on, on the web. Your first gig was with Jack Nicholas's company. How do you do that? Yes, you sir. just walk in and say, hey, uh, I want to work for you. Pure luck. I'll say that much. Okay. I, uh I had a regular architecture job. I'm an architect by trade. Mm -hmm. And I had a regular architecture job in Tijuana. Okay. I'm working my way in Tijuana, and I had my golf clubs and my pickup truck. Okay. And and the general manager from the from the uh, management company says, says, "Hey, Augie, you play golf?" And I said, "Yes, I'm a, you know, I, I I love sports and I love architecture, and I'm and I'm wishing to find a job that uh, merges uh, sports and and architecture." He's like, "Well, my nephew works for Jack Nicholas." Long story short. Whoa. Two months later, I'm working for the Golden Bear in Cabo doing El Dorado uh -huh. and Palmilla, two of the fabulous golf courses in Cabo in the mecca of golf, at least in our side of the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it is a bit of luck, to be honest. Then the difficult part is staying there. I've, <laughs> I've stood there for 22 years, wow. luckily. <laughs> well, you must be doing okay, so something. The next question John's going to ask you is, are those two of the places that you're inviting us to come down to play? <laughs> Of course, yes. Okay, okay, good. So we got okay. those two on the list already. Can, can I right, point, can I point something out, Augie? The only person in this conversation who has been asking for free golf is Jeff. I just want yeah, to I'm the guy know. who already okay. gets it. Yeah. Look, I'm just doing you a favor the this P time, okay? The PGA pro who can walk in, flash his card, and play anywhere. Yes. Yeah. I'm yes. saving you the groveling, John. That's what and it I, is. And I, can, and I can bet Jeff can turn on his screen back there and just play Palmilla, El Dorado, Cadencia, any golf course that he wants back there. You know what? I could. I just don't get the ambiance. <laughs> I, I don't get the uphill lies and the downhill lies. I get that really nice mat lie. <laughs> and another thing that intrigued me is is you kind of uh, not only you consider yourself, but other people consider you an artist, not just an architect. The canvas you're working on is one naturally one of the most beautiful places in North America, man. Thank you, John. I really appreciate that uh, that, that compliment, I, and I take it as such because. Uh, you know, it, it to have that sensibility to 
to be able to be called an artist, it is flattering to say the least. As an architect, that is something that you strive for. Mm -hmm. That is something that you look for. And, and that's something that you cannot call yourself. People have to start calling you. You know, It's like an entrepreneur. You can't say you're an entrepreneur. You, other people have to say you're an entrepreneur. If you're saying that you're an entrepreneur, you're in trouble. You're, you're not an entrepreneur. <laughs> you're, you just don't have a job. So it, it is... It is. It is something that. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is something that that that, that I really really love uh, to be called to be compared to an artist. I like to think of my uh, of, of my work as uh, functional grass sculptures, and that is something that I've learned not not from day one. It's something that I've that I've learned three years ago. So it took me 19 years to start designing for the non golfer, and that's how it started mm -hmm. to design for the aesthetics to design, for the look and feel and the great ambience that somebody without knowing golf can actually be there, savor it, touch it, feel it, breathe it, and connect with nature. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you're on a golf course. Right. And that's how we can start really growing the game by, by catering to people that don't know about this wonderful sport. I like this guy. <laughs> he says all the great stuff. He gets to do all of He's got a more fun job than I do, I think. What the hell? <laughs> I, believe, I believe he probably does. You know, I, I have nothing but respect and admiration, and, uh, and I am confused by people who can not only look at a piece of land, but can look at a topographical map and see a golf course. That has got to be something almost in your DNA that makes it that you're cut out to be a golf course architect. Well, there's there's a saying in, in regular architecture, in vertical architecture, there's a saying that you're not made, you're born. Okay. And I believe it's the same thing for any architecture or for any artist. You're either, you're, you're, you're made, you can be made now with, you know, there's a lot of products out there, singers, blah, blah, blah. But the true artists, they cannot be made. You can be, obviously, you need the education. Sure. You need to spend the famous 10,000 hours. <laughs> you, need to, you, need to, you need to invest in yourself, continuous mm. learning, et cetera, right. to develop those trades that you are born with. Mm -hmm. But in order to create proper and very good architecture or, or, or art, I mean, you need to really balance the science and the art behind it. And by the science, you need to either study or have knowledge of architecture, of agronomy, of technique, of technology, mm -hmm. of different aspects of the golf course, and then mix it with the arts, which is proportion, balance, harmony, the rhythm. Those are the factors that create a very great or a beautiful composition within the art. So when you talk about the topo, topo maps or the blank canvas, it is not easy. But if you have, if you worked with that it, it, it within you, you will start seeing as soon as you as soon as you identify and you speak and you and you create a dialogue with nature, it'll come out. You'll you'll look at it. All right. So I gotta know. Let's let's say the golf courses that you never ever worked on or had anything to do with. Give me two of them that you just love, either to play or think that it's one of the best golf courses you've ever seen designed. The old course has to be there on top, and it's not the old cliche. The old course has been has stood around for 500 years, and it is just the most strategic golf course there is, and everybody can have fun. 
And I like both aspects of it. Not, not the, like you say, well, Jeff, it's not just the playing part. Is the atmosphere, you know, you look at it and it doesn't even look like a golf course. It looks like an abandoned park. It just looks like it's out there. And where do you play? You don't even know if sometimes if you don't have a caddy, that's the beauty of it. That mystery, you keep that mystery. And that is one of the beauties of great golf architecture. That's one side. And the other side has to be, uh, has to be Cypress Point. I've been lucky enough to play it. I love it. Back-to-back part threes just says everything that you think about golf architecture can just go out the window because you can have back-to-back part threes if the setting is right. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what you say about me. It's just (laughs) out there. And you can have back-to-back part fives. It's just what the land dictates. And in the golden era of golf architecture, early last century, Alistair McKenzie was one of the best, if not the best. And uh, you don't get to to design Augusta National with Bobby Jones just just because of your pretty face. <laughs> yeah, you're, that's not a right place, right time kind of deal, was it? Not at all. Right, John, I'm sorry, you're out. <laughs> oh, no, it rings again. It rings again, yeah. man. You should check your text, too. Yeah. Right? We have callers now. You make me, you know, it's like an interview from the 1980s. Oh, yes, what do you want to ask the architect? <laughs> I'd love to get a, when when uh, when I, I get calls from um, junk people, Spammers, I always love to pick it up and do my uh, Larry King imitation and just go, you're on the air. <laughs> it freaks them out. <laughs> uh, you were mentioning earlier, Tom Fazio is, is probably your your favorite contemporary architect. And he's done some, and, and Jeff and I, one of, the, one of the few rounds that we've played together, we played on a Tom Fazio course up nice. at, at Belterra. How well do you have to play golf in order to design a good golf course? I don't think you do. I think you need to know the. I think you need to know the shots played. I mean, I, I cannot, I, I cannot work the ball as I would love to, mm-hmm. but I know what to ask of you. I know the shot values. I know the shot types. I know what you can do and what I can expect from a top golfer or from a medium golfer or from a or from a beginner, which is mm-hmm. which is not a lot. But if you know the shots, it's like being a good coach. Mm-hmm. That to me, it's 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 that obviously because. I was not brought up by by the professional side. I never wanted to be a professional golfer. I always wanted to be an architect mm-hmm. and mix architecture with sports, which was through golf architecture when it, when it discovered me. I went to do my master's degree in golf architecture from the University of Edinburgh. So I spent a couple of years in Edinburgh in the UK in the cradle of golf and had the opportunity to do both things. Also worked part-time and full-time with the Scottish architect, Ken Moody, over there in the UK. So I had the opportunity to mix the both the best of both worlds, the contemporary, uh, you know, extrovert, excuse me, the extrovert side of the North American designs mm-hmm. with the introvert, more eco-friendly designs from the UK. And that is what I think part of, of our competitive advantage comes from, because that mix between getting to be able to work with Jack Nicholas, with Robert Von Kage, with Gary Player, with Tom Fazio. Uh, it, it's a mixture of things that, that becomes Pisa Golf. When it comes down to that, and again with your question, 
it's like being a good football coach or, or, or a great soccer coach. You don't know. You're not going to bend it like Beckham. You're not going to do stuff like that. But you know that what he can do. Mm-hmm. And you know what your 11 players can do. And you're the strategic, the, the brains behind it. Right. So that's what I think about. When I'm designing a golf course, I'm designing 18 chapters. And I am like a good book. And I'm creating a, a plot and I'm creating the rising action and I'm creating the surprise ending or the surprise climax or something. And I'm, I'm just thinking about a very good book that I'm taking you through those 18 holes. So that, that's part of my composition as an architect, not as a player. It's phenomenal. Augustine Pisa, Pisa is our, uh, pizza. our guest. <laughs> yeah. See, Jeff got all excited. He thought it was, we were talking about pizza, which is his favorite food. And he, he... It is my favorite food. <laughs> Are you going to throw in, like, are you going to pull a North Berwick anytime soon and throw in a little stone wall, a little big old Ripley green? North, North Berwick. North Berwick. Yes, I am. I love it. I love that. Anything that I can get my hands to on, if you see my website, you'll notice some pot bunkers that are really vicious. <laughs> I love having two or three Scottish accents. Scottish accents? In my designs, yes. Great. I love that. John, we got to get this guy back on our show again. I know. I wish we had more time, man. It went so, so fast. Hey, and I do, and I do have to say, if you let me, I, I, I'm a proud owner. I've earned two tartans. My uni, my uni tartan, the, the University of Edinburgh, mm-hmm. which I have a kilt. And my Ross Tartan with the American Society of Golf Course Architects. So I'm Either of the Tartans look very, like that. Oh, there smaller. you go. There you go. <laughs> right? yeah. You can it's make the, a kilt. We can make a kilt for each of us right there. <laughs> there we go. You know what? I'd rather see that Tartan plaid on, on the kilt than on my floor. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion, Augie. Where, where do people go to check out your work and things like that? Thank you very much. If you love Instagram, I'm an Instagram fan. Instagram at Pisa Golf, P-I-Z-A Golf, and uh, our website, PisaGolf.com. And uh, or just Google Agustin Pisad. You can, you can just do whatever and uh, make sure to hashtag wellness golf. That's one of our concepts that we designed, we created, and it's been uh, very well, very well received in the golf industry. And uh, we're very happy about that. We're very, very happy that you uh, spent some time with us here. It was great to talk to you. Great to meet you. And we're going to have to have you, you back sir, because there's, there's probably 18,000 questions that, that we didn't get to. But Let's do it. I've told myself you know, a million times not to exaggerate, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Augustine Peace. Oh. Thank you very much, sir, for spending some time with us here in this weekend, golf guys. You know, they say golf is a lot like sex, in as much as you don't have to be good at them to really enjoy them. But we all still want to get better at golf and better in the bedroom. You want a little performance enhancement in the bedroom? BlueChew.com can help you. At BlueChew.com, you can get the first chewables with the active ingredients of Sodalafil or Tadalafil, which are the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis. BlueChew.com affiliated physicians work with you. They find the dosage and the active ingredient that works best for you, and it only takes a few minutes to connect with that BlueChew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. No in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. The chewables from BlueChew.com are made in the USA, and you are going to love it. Just chew it and do it, okay? Here's a great deal for you. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code GOLFGUYS. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code GOLFGUYS. 
oh man, I told you it was a piece of work, right? Yeah, no kidding. How about these guys, huh? Wow. We are those Weekend Golf guys. A few moments together yet. John Ashton here and Jeff Smith there. Uh, first off, I want to thank Mark Sweeney for taking time out of his obviously busy day of thinking to talk to us. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean so just think about the, that guy, right? Yeah, I mean, because come he, on, he comes bored. up with the Aimpoint green reading system, and then all of a sudden he decides that the current state of affairs in golf statistics is not good enough yeah. to really help golfers, right? Yeah. And then he says, fine, let's go create something else that really it hits the nail on the head to show people where they need to work on their game and creates game forge. That's genius. Yes. Right there. And, and that, I mean, but the idea of being able to predict a putt with those little green lines that you see on, on the TV screen. Yeah. I mean, that in, Sometimes in, are blue. in and good. of itself, uh, it's just, it's mind boggling, mind boggling. And yeah, then, I mean, and he sat there and, and look, he's his first client's Augusta National. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. and, and no warm up. Let's just go for the big dog right away. And then it's right? all downhill How from funny there. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm going right there. And I could just see the, the general managers of some of those snooty clubs going, well, do we have any other customers? <laughs> uh, just Augusta National. I don't know if I got time for you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, you know, we should have asked him. I'll I'll ask him this privately. So what do you do? You go up and knock on the door. (laughs) Um, Hey, excuse me. I got this thing. Um, Thought I'd test it out. You really got to see this, man. Uh, (laughs) And the other, the other genius thing is, is from, from uh, Augie Pisa being able to, like I said, to, to look at a piece of ground and see a golf course. And um, and being able to to see not only not only the course itself, but to imagine people playing it, people of different abilities playing it, and and designing it that way so that it's fun for everybody, even even guys who break eighty and don't talk about it. See, I haven't mentioned it once, have I? No, <laughs> no, I believe no. that was the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Those, Wouldn't have known. Thosweekendgolfguys.com. Check us out there. Facebook.com slash golfguys. Follow us there. And we're going to have to, I guess, play the Instagram game because everybody we know is on it. We'll figure that out and let you know. All right. But yeah. until next time, check us out online. Thosweekendgolfguys.com. Go get yourself uh, a system for putting or for aiming. Excuse me. A system for aiming. And then grab your putter and go play some golf. <laughs>